You're listening to the Thought Leaders Business Lab, episode 48, and today we're talking about money, how you can make more of it to have more of the things you want. So stay tuned. Hi, I'm Samantha Riley, and I work with thought leaders and experts to help them double their income, their freedom, and their impact to create a business and a life they love. From my business background of 25 years, I've learned there are three key areas to growing a successful business. Your mindset, your talents, and the people you surround yourself with. Here in the Business Lab, we'll interview successful entrepreneurs and deep dive to discover the exact strategies that they have used to build their business so that you can experiment and implement these strategies in your business too. Welcome to the Thought Leaders Business Lab. Welcome to another episode of the Thought Leaders Business Lab. I'm your host, Samantha Riley, and I'm very excited because this week is Valentine's Day. I know that there's many people that say they don't like Valentine's Day because I'm going to put this in air quotes. It makes them be nice to their partner or, or something. You know, they, there's a lot of people that say they don't like having to do what marketing giants tell them to do. But I just think it's such a sweet reminder to spoil my partner and I like it that he spoils me too. And sure, we are nice and do lots of little things to show our partner appreciation every single day, but I like the special day. So if you're like me and you love Valentine's Day, I hope you have a wonderful day planned for this year. Whether you're with a partner or whether you're showing yourself some self-love and spoiling yourself, whatever it is, it's, uh, I hope you're enjoying your day of love. I'm certainly lucky that I'm able to take the day off and spend the day doing some really cool stuff uh, because that's the way that I've set my business up to be. After many, many years of being in businesses where I had to turn up, where I had to show up, where I had to actually be there, I chose to change that and create a different business model, a business model where I could have the freedom to work wherever I wanted. So if you're the same and you're feeling a little bit trapped in your business at the moment, I've actually created a free report Uh, where I share the nine different strategies that I've used in my business to be able to create time so that I can see clients in a different way, so I can serve more clients, so that I'm earning more money, so that I have more freedom, and so that I'm creating a bigger impact. Because at the end of the day, I really know that if more people build freedom businesses, they'll be happier, they'll have happier relationships, they'll be happier because they can spend more time with their kids or maybe not. Depends if you like hanging out with your kids. Jokes, jokes, you know. It's about creating the freedom to choose what we do and, and when we want to do it. It gives us the freedom to be able to design our life and live it our own way. So if you would like to get yourself a copy of that, just head to Samantha Riley dot global forward slash freedom. Download your free copy of the Freedom Business Matrix. Have a look through, decide on which strategy you're going to use because any of them you can implement just or decide straight away and implement them next week. Reach out and 
uh, let me know what you've decided to do. I'd love to hear your feedback, how it went for you, give you any tips and tricks along the way that you need. So connect with me in my Facebook group at Thought Leaders in a Circle or reach out on my Facebook business page, which is just facebook.com forward slash the Sam Riley, which is also my Instagram handle and you can send me a message on Instagram too. But reach out, say hi, let me know that you've got it and let me know which strategy you're implementing because I know that these strategies have certainly changed the way that I have been able to operate my business and I know that it's just given me so much more energy and time in return and I want that for you too. Let's jump into today's episode. Today's episode is all about money and our expert today is Maureen Pound from BeBraveMakeMoney.com and she's going to take us through the five ways to make more money because as we discuss Some people find it really challenging to make more money. They find it really challenging to make the money that they deserve. And Maureen is here to support people to do what they've never been able to do before. So without further ado, let's welcome Maureen into the Thought Leaders Business Lab. Welcome to the show. Today we have in the lab Maureen Pound. Welcome to the show, Maureen. Thanks, Anne. I'm super excited to be chatting with you today. I've got a feeling that we're going to be going down a few rabbit holes, which I'm a bit excited about. But before we get started, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you do and the kind of people you work with, just to give us an idea before we even deep dive into what we're going to talk about today. Sure. So I became a business coach over 15 years ago before anyone could even Google business coach or knew what it was. So I've been working one-on-one with males and females over the past 15 years to support them to grow their business. So that's in a nutshell. But what's happened recently is that I've looked over those 15 years and I've looked back and gone, well, you know, there's this real pattern there around the women that I had over the, over the time, wonderful, strong women who are courageous and help other people and are taking the leap of faith into business or have been in business a while. And what I found was that a lot of the women, nearly 100% of them, would come in and we'd, you know, we'd set goals and targets, talk about where they were currently at with their business. But the one thing was missing was the conversation about money or setting a target around money. So, and I I felt really strongly about this because the women, as a result, often the women were being less successful and getting um, not as good results as the men, which really irked me. So um, I've teamed up Carmen Williams, who's also um, a magnificent coach, and we have created Brave Make Money. So it's a little bit controversial controversial because some people uh, react to even having money in the title of the business. But what we're all about is support women to just look at it, you know, give to themselves as well as others and so that they can set up a business and a lifestyle where they've got enough money coming in where they can do what they plan to do in the first place when they set up the business, which might be go to the kids' sports day or go to the gym to start the day or take the kids overseas. That's what we're really about empowering these women and helping them achieve monetary and life success. Yeah, I love that conversation that you've brought up money uh, because I have also found that a lot of people don't like to talk about it. It's like that, you know, it's that dirty word that goes under the carpet for some people. And, 
you know, I, I, I'm sure you hear this a lot too where um, people say, oh, you know, for me, it's not about the money. You know, it's about sharing my message or it's about this or it's about that. But at the end of the day, we go into business because we want a certain lifestyle or we want to be, you know, providing for our family or traveling or whatever it is that's important to us. But the money is what actually gets that or helps us achieve those goals. So even though they say, well, it's not about the money, they're still doing it because they want to spend more time with their children or have a house or be able to afford a cleaner. So I think that it's a really, really important conversation to have. And, you know, if you're listening right now and thinking, yeah, well, money's not important to me, but spending more time with my children is or, or traveling is, then I think that this is definitely going to be a great conversation for you to listen into and, and hopefully get some insights in. Yeah, the money amount is really different for everybody as well. Absolutely. So it's still, you know, it's still um, a very individual journey. But what I'm saying is we need to look at it. And because I've been guilty of not looking at it at the, in the past mm-hmm. and living in la-la land really, and then it sort of hits you with a thud and then you go, right, you know, I need to look at this and look it often because it will give me those other things um, that I really want to be happy. Absolutely. And looking at those numbers can be very, very scary for the first few times. But once you get used to it, it, it actually gives you the opposite of being scared and feeling trapped by the money. It actually gives you the freedom to understand where to look next. I was just running a training with my clients this morning and we actually set their financial goals at the beginning of every month. And one of the girls said that the best thing that she's found from coming onto these calls every month is that she's got more direction because she looked at her numbers today and went, oh, I actually achieved what I set out last month to achieve where I didn't think I had. But knowing what that number was made it very easy for her to understand what the tasks or the projects that she had to complete in her business this month. So knowing those numbers gave her direction. Yeah, and I think it's also, so even one a personal one for me is I grew up youngest of nine kids and not a whole lot of money and not a lot of education um, around money, a lot of love though. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so for me, it was hard to just, you know, put some sort of monetary goal. But, you know, several years ago, I decided that the thing that was really important to me was to take the kids to Disneyland Mm-hmm. Um, we did a Caribbean cruise as well and two months in the States. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I didn't even get on a plane till I was 20. So, you know, this was really, really, you know, a dream of mine. And so, but to make this dream a reality, I had to look at, I, I put a target around um, revenue and profit in the business. And so then I could make it happen. But I didn't focus on the revenue and profit all the time to to make it happen alone. I had to have that, you know, it was a combo approach of yeah. having that vision of exactly what I wanted it for that made all the difference. Oh, I love this. This is also what I was just talking about this morning because it's also not great to only focus on the money, but we want to focus also on what is it, what are the outcomes that we're trying to achieve? And for someone that has also, um, I've taken my children to Disneyland a couple of times, seeing Disneyland through the eyes of a seven-year-old is one of the most magical experiences of my life to date. And being able to take profit out of my business enabled me to do that. So that was the important thing for me. Yeah, so we're also running a, um, a retreat next year called The Million Dollar Journey. And that's all about supporting 
people to get away from it all and to be able to link those two things, the money and what's important to you, because often we don't take time out either to do it. We just keep, you know, life is so busy and we just feel a bit overwhelmed and we're just, even though we're in our business, we set up our own treadmill. We got off the corporate treadmill or, or, you know, another treadmill we're on. And so, but we often just set it up for ourselves in a different form. So it's really about working out, you know, what's really important um, to, to you. And we really encourage people to, you know, book into your calendars things that are really important to you. So if you want to book in your kid's sports day or, you know, book in that holiday or book in to get a massage and have all those things and that's part of, your, you know, setting in monetary goals as well because then you need your money to be able to do those things. So not only the money to do those things but the money or the knowledge that when you step away from your business, it will be okay. Yeah, and when I, um, a few years ago, I went to South America without internet connection for over a month and no phone, nothing. I just, you know, wanted to take myself away from everything. And I got back and the business hadn't fallen over. And this is before I'd even very systemized it much. You know what I mean? I put an answering machine um, message on my phone saying, hey, um, you know, I'm, and I just said, I'm taking this great trip to get away from it all and I'm going to come back, you know, better and stronger in business. And, um, and so leave a message or call me back at the, you know, after the, the date that I'm back. And I got some great business from people calling me back after the date. Yeah, nice. You know, you nice. set your own rules and people work around it. Totally. Awesome. Let's dive into this a little bit, a little bit more. So I want to know, do you, is this, do you hear from women a lot when they come to you that say, I just want to give value. I know that if I, I come from this mindset of just giving, giving, giving that I will get it in return. Is that something that you, that you hear often? Yes. Um, yeah, it is. And it's sort of like we're encouraged to follow our passion, find our why, you know, and I think that's really, really important. But you have to put a business case behind it for yourself as well, and mm. you know, know that it's it's going going to work because you can you can give and give and give and give and not get back in the way that you want or need. So it's just not a matter of helping a whole lot of people. And I also find when when I started coaching, I just wanted to coach people, and I and I coached a few people for free, and I found that they didn't value it very much either as much as the people who paid. So it's about um, respecting yourself and your own value and other people, you know, money's exchange of energy. So they're, they're saying thank you for what you've given them by giving you money and that's what it's about. In the old days it might have been an exchange of goods, some, you know, give the doctor some food or fruit in, in, as a thank you for him making you better. Um, money's just, a, it's just currency, it's just energy. So therefore... Um, for, you know, the energy to flow really well, we have to give, but we also have to receive. Totally. And on that, something that I do see quite a lot is, you know, let's face it, people that are coaches have got hearts of gold. They do what they do because they love to help people. And they, they try and help friends or help people that are in their world for free. But the problem is those people that aren't paying for the service most of the time don't actually action the advice that we've given, which also starts to really get into our confidence. It starts to eat away at, at how we feel about ourselves and, and our ability to be able to help our clients get results. 
Would you agree with that? Um, yeah, for sure. For sure. So, yeah, and then you feel unappreciated. But also really great converse, coaching conversations where people are paying the coach money to help them work through things and come up with their own solutions and ownership of things is very important as well. I just think that we should be investing in ourselves more, in, you know, investing in, in getting coaching or getting support in this area if it's something that you find you avoid. I, it reminds me of a quote, when people pay, they pay attention. And then I heard someone else say, and the more they pay, the more attention they pay. Uh, and I, th- that would definitely, I yeah, it's great, isn't it? Yeah, because but, they just, yeah, they just don't. I just think it's really simple and it's so, so true. And you've probably had the same, Sam, where you've got, you know, often the people who pay the most are the least amount of work. Oh, Yes, exactly. Exactly right. So for someone that's listening and whether or not money is their focus, because really at this point it doesn't matter. It's just if you're not getting the the things that you want in life that are related to money, what are some of the, the tips that you can give us to start changing what we're doing in our business? So the first would be to work out the what. So you need to always work out the what before you work out the how. Mm-hmm. So it's working out what outcome that you would like. Mm-hmm. So, you know, being really clear on exactly what the outcome is. And you get specific. So it might be, is, you know, working on our Million Dollar Journey retreat next year um, in April. So we're working out, the, you know, already the costs of the retreat, um, ha- you know, what outcomes we're going to give people for the retreat, but also what, you know, how many bums on seats we want there. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, it's just, you know, it's just mapping it out. And it, has, it just, it's simple maths, mm-hmm. but just mapping it up, mapping it out. So that's one of the first things. Mm-hmm. Um, also give yourself enough lead time for, for selling things because it always takes longer off than, than you think. Oh, every time um, I reckon. <laughs> you know, so you, you know, you know, say I'm going to run an event, let's do it next week or I'm just going to go out and start selling this particular um, service. Another thing is I've just, uh, ta- six months ago, I took over the lease of the current office that I'm in and it has um, at Montague 147, we've got lots of office space and I it was running at a loss and I just presumed because I am really good with people and I think I know a lot of people that, oh, I'll just get people in, you know, it'll be fine. Within two months, I'll have it full. And it didn't happen like that. So it's in another example of needing lead time. So we put in the put in the hard yards, put in the hard yards, put ourselves out there, and then it's like a an accumulation of all your hard work pays off because in the one week, you know, we got four of the offices filled. Yeah. And it's like, yay, but and they all came from different websites and different social media platforms. So we couldn't even say, oh, yes, well, uh, this particular thing worked and this didn't. It was like all of it came together. And, and so now it's really, st- it's really humming because we've put in all that work. So the second point there is about giving yourself lead time. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is to be really mindful of the difference between um, revenue and profit. So if you come from a job and you've, you know, you're earning 90 grand and you come into a business and you go for 90 grand, uh, you're, you know, now, there's a whole lot of expenses that you get, you know, unexpected expenses. You're not going to get your holiday pay. 
mm-hmm. um, and all those things that you would usually get. And even when you're providing a service, there are often expenses. Before you know it, you've signed up to so many different software packages that you're paying, you know, you're forking out the monthly fees or, or whatever it is. And just be really mindful of the expenses is another tip that I'd um, say. And then I think the one that you raised before, Sam, was really good too about finding a time to say, okay, every week I'm going to be, at least every week I'm going to be looking at my funnel, my funnel, who, you know, who are the leads, looking at the conversions, what's working, what's not, but look at the figures as well. Because what you don't want to go is go to get to the end of November and go, oh, sugar, I haven't made any money and it's nearly Christmas and ah, what am I going to do? Totally. Yeah, yeah. And the other tip there is I really believe that uh, you're responsible for your own life and you, you, the business is your responsibility. So uh, this is really harsh, but I saw this speaker once and he just said, why not just take it that everything is your fault and in the nicest possible way. I'm not saying beat yourself up, but if you've not got cash flow at the moment, it's your fault. If a staff member isn't working as well as they could be, it's your fault. So all it's saying is take responsibility for what you could do differently and and that might mean not hiring a staff member like that or that might mean um, thinking and planning ahead so you're not having cash flow issues. And I don't blame the economy for anything because people are always successful no matter what the economy there are always successful people there. Yes. So, and just because it's Christmas, it doesn't mean everyone goes, oh, it's going to be Christmas soon or oh, there's nothing happening over Christmas. That's when people reevaluate. So if you're in the services industry and you're helping people in any particular way, it's often when they've got downtime enough to go, yes, I might need a kinesiologist or I might need a coach or I might, you know, they reevaluate what's going on for them. Oh, 100%. So, um, yeah, so I just feel like if you, what, what a relief if you're not there agonising over blaming what's, what's happening around you on what's around you, but just taking responsibility for it yourself. Uh, but, but as well, obviously being very kind to yourself, but just going, yes. okay, this has happened. I've had some influence in this. What can I do next time to get a different result? Yeah, I love that last one. And, you know, you could take that the wrong way. Everything's your fault. But if you take away the feeling and just keep the logic there, okay, so, you know, whether you use that wording, if, if you're hearing it and, and you think, oh, I don't like that wording, I, I get the gist of where, where we're going here with this. This is what can I do about this right now? What, what can, you know, what can I, what resource can I tap into? Who can help me with this? What do I need to do? Um, and just logically even looking at it instead of thinking, oh, wow, that, you know, that's not working out, rather thinking, okay, so this is the situation I'm in. What do I need to do next? What's just the next step that's going to get me to my outcome, which was, you know, right back to your very first point. What's the outcome I'm trying to achieve? What's the next step in getting there? Yeah, Love exactly. And, and there's stuff where, you know, I can say, and I'm, you probably get to know me, I'm like, I, I share my mistakes probably more than I share my successes. So there's things like the fact, I, for years I said, well, I'm a last-minute person or I'm a just-on-time person. Um, and then I was like, no, this doesn't work for me to, you know, I've got the training in two days, so 
night before I'm up riding the train for the day, the next day. And I, but I made, I painted a picture for myself that that's, that worked for me because that's the sort of person I was and I'm more energized. But since then I've gone, no, because it's stressful and I don't have to be that way. I don't have to label myself as a particular type of person. I still think I'm a creative person and I'll often have last minute ideas, but that doesn't mean that I can't be prepared as possible. So sometimes it's not, it's just a tweaking of the way you see things or the way you do things um, to make to make it easier on yourself. Totally. So while we're, we're talking about what we need to do to bring more money into our business, there's going to be a lot of people that need to do things that they've never done before, whatever yeah. that, yeah. So that's one of your genius zones, isn't it? Helping, supporting people to do things that they've never done before. Yeah, and it, but it doesn't have to be, it's, I'm really known for being brave, but brave, bravery is different for different people. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I've had two anonymous donor, sperm donor children on my own, which people would say was brave, but I don't think that's, you know, everyone's cup of tea, <laughs> um, <laughs> nor should it be. Yeah. Um, you know, I've done that highest bungee in the world or, you know, I've called up a journalist cold or whatever it is. But it could be just the smallest thing. Like for one of my clients, she really wants to get herself out there, but she finds it really difficult. And the brave thing was to record a couple of videos for LinkedIn. And then she said to Carmen and I, oh, well, that's, you know, you wouldn't be impressed by that. And we're like, of course we're impressed because that's, as you know, it's a stepping stone to happiness here. You yeah. know, we don't get greatness by one on one single action, but we can really pat ourselves on the back for that really brave action because once you take that, then your bravery circle uh, expands and then you're more likely to do something else. Mm-hmm. So it's like that comfort zone. You know, when I first started my business, um, I was so scared of picking up the phone. And, in fact, it was back in the days, you know, you used to have those old-fashioned answering machines that sat yes. on the kitchen bench? Yes. I don't know if you have one. <laughs> oh, yes, I had them in my shops too. <laughs> yeah. And so um, someone left a, net, a message on the answer machine saying they were interested in coaching. They were a hot lead, let me tell you. And do you know how long it took me to call them back? Oh. A week. Wow. A week because I was so fearful. So am I that person to know, today? No way. I've got a real sense of urgency. If people call me, I know they've got energy. I ring them back straight away. Um, and, and the end of the story is, yes, I lost the deal. Um, she, you know, she'd already found someone else. Yeah. So, um, but so that's an instance of what I would consider that I could do, you know, 15, 17 years ago. My circle of being brave is expanded and I, you know, I, I can do things differently now. Totally. So for some people, it could be just the simplest thing of, you know, picking up the call, picking up the phone and calling a past client. Mm-hmm. You know, for someone else, it could be, yeah, you know, getting a cleaner because, what you know, how are people going to view me if I get a cleaner? Or that's a lot of money that I'm, you know, spending on myself really to get a cleaner and what do I think about, about that? And is it too indulgent? So whatever it is, but it's not me about dictating to you what the action you should take. It's about you coming up with a thing that's, you know, the next step in becoming braver and bolder and more successful. I love that you touched on, you know, you you do these things and that becomes your new normal because I think back to 2007 and at the time my sister was living in London and she's, she's like, you've got to get Facebook so we can 
you know, we can leave each other's messages on Facebook and, and stay connected. And I'm like, I'm not going on social media. The whole world doesn't need to know anything. You know, no one needs to know anything <laughs> about me. But I got it just to stay connected with her. And who knew that in 2018 I was going to be absolutely loving social media because it's meant that I can meet people all over the world. Um, and some of them now I consider my very best friends that I, would, that I met on Facebook or LinkedIn yeah. or even Instagram. So our, so what can seem really tricky or challenging or uncomfortable can get easier and most often does. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, and, you know, for instance, I just reached out to Sam on LinkedIn. Now, Sam looks really warm and friendly and I've watched some of her stuff and her, I loved her posts, etc. But she's still a stranger and it's still scary for me to ring this strange person. I mean yeah. strange in the nicest possible way. <laughs> no, but so, I was really surprised so, when you rang because I've never had someone ring me from LinkedIn. Normally they would send a message. So you really stood out to me, you know, and I collect with a lot of people. By the end of the day, the end of the week, you, oh, man, because you picked up the phone and rang me and we'd had a conversation, you were very memorable in my world and obviously then I start to notice you popping up on LinkedIn more and, you know, we're having this conversation on the podcast and I thought you were very brave but it's, you stood out, you cut, you, you did that cut through. Yeah, and I look, I'm really, I really advocate um, that business and success is around relationships mm-hmm. and uh, that we hide a little bit behind social media, we, you know, messaging. And if you want to stand out, do something like that, you know, um, just pick up the phone because what, you know, the worst that can happen is the person isn't very friendly, but then it's probably not about you anyway, so I let it go. Yeah, um, But totally. Sam, if I may, I just wanted to share too, um, with putting yourself out there, what I've found with working with all the people, lots of people as well, is that it's actually um, really hard to put yourself out in front of family and friends harder than it is about people you don't know. Oh, yes. This is a great point. And then I did, I, I thought it was for LinkedIn. I'm like, my sister's not on LinkedIn. It doesn't really matter. And then one of my virtual assistants put the video on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's sort of like, oh, like, you know, the family are going to see it. And it wasn't like I was saying mean things. I was just talking about one aspect of our relationship many years ago. And so it is very, very confronting to put yourself out there um, in that way to be judged by your family and friends. Totally. And I find that it's actually, it's so much easier to put yourself out there with people that you don't know at all. Yeah, because you don't care as much, do you? You just go, oh, you know, doesn't matter. Yeah. So I went to a, a writer's retreat last year and that was a big piece of advice that, you know, don't wait till the person dies or don't wait to get someone's approval. Um, just, you know, speak your truth and, and obviously respectful, but just, you know, if we spent the whole time worrying about what everyone else is going to think, it's just exhausting. Very, getting a message very. help people. Yeah, it really can, but, you know, and it is scary, but it's very sage advice to start in circles where you don't necessarily know people. And I know for me, and it's something that I've talked about a lot, public speaking, I still don't feel comfortable in it now, but I would rather have died than speak in public a few years back. 
And it was much easier for me to start off in rooms where I didn't know anyone because I found it was the, it was the rooms that I was speaking in where I knew people and had known, you know, friends for a long time that they were the really, really hard speaking gigs for me. Yeah, I can imagine. I can get really hard. And you've got, you know, that person you know just looking at you and you're thinking, oh, what are they thinking? Yeah, totally. And, and it's not <laughs> – and the stupid thing is they're probably thinking, wow, they're my friend. I'm so proud of them right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Silly grimmers. Um, I think it was Boris Streisand once saying, she was interviewed and she said, people pay thousands and thousands of dollars to be in the front row of my show and they'd be looking at me like strangely and I'm like wow a superstar who's you know been in the business industry you know in the showbiz industry for so many years still gets put off and still is caring what other people think of her so of course that's just the way we're wired and it's okay Mm. and number two that you really don't know what other people are thinking I'll often have people in training of mine and they'll be looking at me and then there's someone going oh you're so great you're so great Maureen and the person who looked at me weirdly is the person who buys and who ends up getting the most value. So, you know, you're putting your judgment on how you think they're responding anyway. So, you know, um, I think it's much easier to let it all go and, and be the best that you can be. Yeah, totally. Very, very wise advice there. So what I'm hearing with, the, you know, the theme of what we've been chatting about here is that we really need to start out by working out what it is that we really want And we're not talking about what you want in business at this point, right? Talking about how you want your life to be so that you can figure out the how. Because if you don't know the what, the how can't, the how can't present itself. But starting with the how is not going to help anyone. I think that's why so many people end up going in circles by really starting to think, I don't know how to do that. Well, don't worry about that. Just work out what you want and then find people that can help you or, or you know, yeah. point yeah. you in the direction of the answer. Yeah, and I think it's um, a little bit like the analogy of, you know, what you really want is the, you know, an amazing holiday in Queensland with the kids. The how can be, you know, are we going to fly? Are we going to drive? You know, but if you start with, oh, you know, how, how are we going to get there and, and get caught up in all the detail around everything, it actually just confuses your brain. So just make much more simply, you know, great questions like what's the most important thing? You know, what's my ideal around this? And, and it's a great way even to self-coach yourself by asking yourself those questions. Love it. So Maureen, if people are listening to you and they're really resonating in what, you're, what you've been talking about today, how can they stay connected with you? Um, so you can just Google Maureen Pound. I'm like, I've got a bit of an unusual name, so I will come up definitely. But <laughs> um, we're also on the website, bebravemakemoney.com. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Maureen, thanks for chatting with me today and going down that rabbit hole of money, which a lot of people don't like talking about. We've been able to, to talk about it and, you know, people will be able to put their earphones in and, and be in a safe space and listen to it and, and hopefully have a little bit of a think about how they can create a life that excites them even more. And that's what really, that's really what we've been talking about. How, how can we create this business to give us this life that we love even more than what we already have? So thank you so much for coming today. Thanks, Sam. Loved it. Do you want to grow and scale your business so you can make an even bigger impact? 
One of the reasons I've been able to achieve the success I have over the years can be attributed to one simple factor, surrounding myself with like-minded people. People who think big like me, who have a desire for growth, and who understand the challenges we face when growing and scaling a business. That's why I've created a free community, especially for thought leaders and experts just like you, and I'd love you to join us. Just request access to my free Facebook group at Thought Leaders Inner Circle. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would love you to share this on your favorite social account. Just head to samanthariley.global forward slash podcast, click on your favorite episode, and you'll see the buttons right there to share the love. And as this show is new, I would love, love, love you to leave a five-star rating and a review on iTunes. See you next time in the Thought Leaders Business Lab. Business Lab.